This is the moment that people around the globe have been waiting for. The officials are ready. The host and guest are in the studio, and they are ready. So, for the five people in attendance and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to podcast! Introducing first, sitting in front of the giant cartoon drawing of a bowl filled with room temperature oatmeal. Official weight, 155 pounds. His credentials include more than a decade of mixed martial arts fighting as part of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. A starring role on the Spike TV reality show, The Ultimate Fighter. An appearance on the silver screen in the 2012 feature film, Money Fight. And a career as a national top 10 wrestler for the green and white of Michigan State University. Born in Arizona, raised in Ohio, and residing now in Lansing, Michigan. His first, and after he hears this, likely last visit to this podcast. The owner and operator of Lansing's best primetime personal training and fighting center, Prime Combat, the bully, Gray Maynard. In the other chair whose collective knowledge of the Ultimate Fighting Championship rivals only that of Anna Heaton's passion for symphony orchestras, hosting a world-beating record of 112 podcast episodes with only one loss. They just could never lay a glove on that dude from Bronner's Christmas Wonderland. Known around the globe for their self-described witty banner, informative interviews, cucumber mash and chopped apples, Hailing from the fourth floor of the Knapp Center in bustling downtown Lansing, Michigan. The crew, the pod, the Rush Strategies team, the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Blindside. Maybe. No. You, the movie? Name the most famous one ever. I will not. Carmen, know. he did. Is it Carmen? Carmen. Well, then we're, yeah. <laughs> we're out of luck. <laughs> anyway, well, maybe Jenna can find, can book Carmen. He's dead. No, he's dead. <laughs> tribute. Does Carmen have a tribute? Good luck, Jenna. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really? I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his, it's, on his it's desk. It's always right here. here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like one to ten. I mean, it's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, there's like nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash and... Maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... Say that! <laughs> we are back. Wow, what a Bob welcome. Bob Olson is back, I should say. The voice. That was so good. Bob Olson. We should have a cool intro like that for all episodes. I really wish we did. Could you do that, Matt? Just yes. write it every time. I'm sure Bob would just be happy to, yeah. to get in the like like last night at nine o'clock. Hey Bob, I got a te- I've got I've got <laughs> something. Can you read this for me quick? And he turned it right around. Uh, do you think he has anyone else that does that? 
I don't. I, he do he seemed like he had time on his hands to do it. But he, you know, Bob, I should probably, let's, before we go, before we assume everyone knows who's talking and what we're doing, this is Matt Rash of the Rest Strategies team. This is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, we are talking about our good friend Bob Olson, who is the one and only voice who helped us out with that, with that amazing cold open introduction to our guest today. Going around the room, who we got? Nikki O'Mara, Carly Buell, Joe Beshi, and this is Matt Rush. Our guest today is a, you may have guessed it, ultimate fighting champion, Gray Maynard, and uh, with our little boxing announcement. So yeah, so I texted Bob Olson, uh, bobsvoice.net, um, Lansing friend who now uh, is living better than all of us in Fort Myers, Florida, mm-hmm. in the winters, comes up here to golf in the summer, goes back down there to golf in the winters, and and. Doing, like do, Robert's dream. do these little recordings <laughs> for us every few years when we come up with them. So yeah, so that was Bob. Was Thank good. you, Bob. Do you think Anna's gonna like that? <laughs> really, that's what, I don't. I mean, she's probably I not don't. gonna listen. I don't. To she this. Said, will she will never. It? If she listens, I think she will roll her eyes. Well, you know, it's funny. She rolled her eyes when we had the orchestra <laughs> symphony person on. And then when I said, okay, fine, Anna, you don't like the culture of the symphony orchestra, we're going to have a UFC fighter, a boxer on. You want to come on for that? No, I'm I'm. You should have just mm. stressed that we're having a reality TV star. And That's that true. And would say, come. maybe from Bravo. Well, we don't know. And then she'd come. <laughs> You'll have to show up to find yeah, out. That would get her in the room. Okay. Next time, next time we'll remember that. Anyway, so um, this podcast we bring to you every once in a while. Uh, this is the... Um, Basically, whenever it's been, we feel like it. Yeah, whenever we feel like it. We, mm-hmm. it's, we came to you right before New Year's with the Reshies. I think we were all just getting over the after party of the, from the Reshies. That, right. was, that was a good one. A lot of people liked the Reshies. I like that one. I ended up liking it, even though I hated the idea. I know. I think that was... You should give <laughs> even us... Even Nikki came around. I like You need to give us... A, trust us, Nikki. We, we know what we're doing. Okay. It's our 113th episode. We've got Four, this down. I think this is 14. Yeah, 14. 114th. Anyway, so you can find this podcast if you're still listening at uh, reststrategies.com. On, uh, you can find our in- at Instagram, Facebook, all those places at Rest Strategies. Yeah. Apple Podcast, all those places. And this is, I think, this is a, a good one because this is, um, I think, our most famous guest. At least, at least judging by Twitter followers. I think How he many has, 20, tw- uh, Twitter uh, followers? Hundreds of thousands. Really? Jeez. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So, yeah, this we're going to be reaching new, new audiences. Us. Yeah. Anyway, so Gray Maynard is our guest today. He is he owns a gym over on the west side uh, called Prime Combat, uh, as Bob already shared with us. Um, but mm-hmm. he went to school here at Michigan State, met his wife um, after graduating uh, at Michigan State and being a wrestler, tried out for the Olympics. Didn't work out there, but ended up being a UFC fighter, mixed martial artist guy who was on TV um, did a little reality TV stint, and now he's back in Lansing. And so, ran got to know his wife over the summer, who runs a smoothie shop over in the West Side. She told me who her husband was and the story he had, and so here he is. Really, it's just the excuse to get Bob Olson back on the podcast. It was, I think, that was the best part. Anyway, Gray Maynard, <laughs> Gray Maynard, welcome to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. This is a thrill. I think. We're discussing this. You might be the most famous person we've ever had on the podcast. Okay. I mean, I, you definitely have the most a Twitter. Big get. You be, yes. definitely have the most Twitter followers of anyone that we've ever had. I'm I'm pretty right. sure of that. But reality TV star, you know, yeah. UFC fighting fighter. This is yeah. this is big time. So yeah. thanks so much for 
donning the, you know, coming in, in here and spending some time with us. Here yeah, appreciate you having me. Donning the. I don't know. I, I, I went. Hold on, we'll get it. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say something and I didn't realize I didn't know the rest of the words, so I stopped. Anyway, <laughs> so we were saying before we got recording, yeah. the five of us here in the room, maybe not the biggest UFC fighting aficionados here, we're not, but. Can you s- kick us off here? And I'm not sure what our audience is like as far as the, the ranks of, of UFC fans. But can you inter- tell us a little about who is Gray Maynard? <laughs> um, Gray Maynard, uh, let's see. I went to Michigan State. Um, nice. Go Green. Yeah, go Green. <laughs> uh, I was a three-time All-American there for wrestling. Okay. Um, that's kind of one of the base sports of like MMA and UFC. And then... Um, Grew up in Vegas for the most part, and then I moved out to an all-boys school in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, just because of wrestling, and uh, of course, uh, academics as well. Of course, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a great wrestling school. It was like probably number one in the nation, mm. and then went to Michigan State, and then uh, got done with Michigan State, then I moved out to uh, Arizona in 2004 to try out for the olympic team okay and um yeah it was it's a tough road you know like trying to make it to the olympics just not a lot of money in it and Mm -hmm. and uh yeah tough road and then i moved back to las vegas and that's about the time the ufc was kind of picking up and um you know picking up a little bit more it was light years uh behind from where it is now but um yeah, and just kind of wanted to keep training, and and the gym was getting boring, and got into a jujitsu school, and there was a bunch of guys there who were from Hawaii, and word got back to BJ Penn, who's another you know big name, and uh, and then I went down to Hawaii to help him train for um, he had a fight with a Gracie in Japan, and yeah. That's okay. where it kind of. That's how it all got. Yeah. It so you wrestled from an early like how? So when did you first? When did you first start wrestling? Because kids Probably, start really yeah. young. Yeah, yeah. I started when I was like three or four, okay. or even five maybe, and um, yeah, I mean it was it was kind of more, you know, my dad never pushed me, um, but uh, yeah, it just kind of got a hold of me and I loved it. So you when know. did when did you move from Vegas to Cleveland to go to this wrestling high school? How old were you? Yeah, after my tenth grade. So mm-hmm. did you do that because you're like I'm gonna this is my this is my life I'm gonna yeah. try to go to the Olympics I'm gonna try to be at the peak of this and yeah. wherever you were in Vegas was it just not a place where you thought? Yeah, Las Vegas really isn't known for its wrestling, um, you know, and and. Uh, I made a deal with my dad if I won uh if I won states in the tenth grade, kept my grades up and um just kinda dominated, then he would talk about it and there was a school out in California that was a little closer. That was a pretty good school, but my dad was a two time Ohio state champ and okay. um yeah, we still had aunts and uncles who could kinda keep an eye on me <laughs> like while I was back there. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a cool two years, you know, to grow up pretty quick, you get done with 10th grade and it's like, all right, 
pack your bags. Your own, yeah. <laughs> We're going to Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Kind of launches couch you into surfing, adulthood. Yeah, couch uh, surfing. <laughs> Slept in my car a couple times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, was it just you that made the move? Like, yeah. what, what was your living situation? What you? Um, I stayed with a friend of my parents. He was kind of a coach as well. And then switched up um you know to where like i was at my aunt and uncle's house a couple times and just jumping all over the place like with the team a lot of people took me in and and uh yeah it was good hmm. it was fun so how did you go from that to michigan state um is michigan state known as a wrestling school uh yeah i mean it's a big 10 big yeah. 10 is a, a big wrestling conference and uh yeah i was i was probably one of the top recruits out of my 12th grade and um there was a couple offers on the table like good offers u of m um where my other two teammates were going and then state and arizona state and then there was a couple more um but i was really picking between the three of those just because arizona state would be a little bit closer and then um u of m because my teammates were going there and then Michigan State, we had a guy that the school that I went to, he was kind of a legend just getting done with college. He got the assistant job there. Okay. And, you know, um, just going with my teammates, it would have seemed easy, you know, and I never do stuff the easy way. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I took a chance and went to state and uh, yeah, it worked out pretty well. And know. never regretted it. I mean, <laughs> you always look back. On, you always look back on stuff, and it's like, yeah, I wonder what. A, yeah. What would have? What could have been? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But is um, there a college program that's like the the Alabama of like? Yeah. Of re like, right now. Then and now, like, it's then, isn't it Iowa? Is it, is it then Iowa? I would have gone to Iowa. I, yeah. I really wanted to go to Iowa, and I put all the eggs in the basket for a long time. They wanted me, but they had a returning NCAA champ there at my weight class um mm. now it's penn state mm. uh they're they're doing a great job u of m's doing a, okay. a, a, a phenomenal job with the program and and uh yeah it's good there's a lot of a lot of change going on how did with, you do just i'm i'm just gonna ask a whole bunch of dumb questions but how did you do against that guy <laughs> that was Joe's the returning interview. um at, I'm assuming you fought yeah. the guy at Iowa. That was the return. Yeah, how'd yeah, you, that was my that was my freshman year. I think he graduated my sophomore year, but he beat me. It was a good match, but you know he beat me. Did he mm -hmm. go on to like the Olympics or anything? Who was this guy? Um, T.J. Williams, uh, his brother Joe Williams. He was a three-time NCAA champ, and he went to the Olympics. And and uh, and T.J. He was like a two or three-time NCAA okay. champ. So yeah, hmm. but the good thing, I mean, Stuff. so your wife though went is a field hockey player. Yeah, as, she played did, field hockey. So did you meet at when you guys were students? Yep. There, yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, there, there's that's yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we both were it kind all of works the out. yeah, we both were the kind of the West Coast kids. Jess grew up in San Diego. You know, I grew up in in uh, 
uh, Vegas, and and we just kind of gravitated towards each other. And, and you liked it so much here that you both you, decided you to stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you miss the sun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because um, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've only lived here. No, no, probably the mountains more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big mountain guy. So while you were in school, what were you thinking you were gonna do? Were you like, I'm just gonna be, a, I'm gonna be a fighter. This is my career. Did you no, like, kind of think you were gonna be yeah. doing something else when you were a grown up? It wasn't that big back then. But but, um, you know, I, I really wanted to be in, um, to be a college coach, okay. mm. you know, just wrestle. Um, but, you know, I did have a major of parks and recreation because I'm big into the outdoors. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I knew that that would be s- s- uh, s- something I could kind of handle, right, if... <laughs> I did have to get a job. Yeah, you had to enter the <laughs> yeah the adult work world. world. Yeah, yeah. Can so, you go ahead? Sorry. No, I, I, <laughs> just I just taking over this whole no, interview. Go, you go ahead. No, I want to hear about the Olympics. So, like, you yeah. graduate, and yeah. what's the process for even like being yeah. on their radar for that? Like, how did that yeah. work? Well, there's a process in wrestling where you gotta uh, you gotta qualify to go to the Olympic trials. You gotta go to the nationals, the trials, and then. You know, if you win that, um, you could go on to the Olympics. Okay. So how close yeah. were you to making that team? You know, that was kind of a, a weird year because I went down to a pretty good uh, program down in, in Arizona. It's called the Sunkiss Kids Wrestling. And, um, and uh, yeah, I was training down there. Um, you know, had some good workout partners. But, again... It was it was a tough yeah. it was a tough road yeah, yeah. it is tough because like yeah. how many because like how many guys at a weight class make a team because yeah. yeah. like you know, like you said if there's like one just, person at your yeah, weight like just one person that's so that's know, and, one. and and it goes a little bit beyond that as far as like like now there's a bunch of clubs that sponsor mm-hmm. you know pay guys whereas like before you'd have to work a job and still train and yeah and then. Um, you know, a lot of guys back then were were college coaches to where they could still work out with the team during whatever yeah. practices. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. In those Olympic slots, are there guys that hold like a position on Team USA for like three Olympics or are those, those turn over like every? Yeah, there's been a couple guys who do that. Okay. You really have to be on point, you know, take care of your body and because and, it's, it's a rough okay. sport. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would think most would have like one shot at it and that's like you kind of yeah a lot of guys do but then um you know there's a couple guys who who do a really good job and and uh you know push it as long as they can so you you mentioned wrestling's tough sport yeah you get it looks painful yeah for people who are watching (laughs) but i'm curious like the mindset so you're you're done with school the olympic trials you're you're training with these guys when do you decide I'm going to go do something where I'm going to get punched in the face. <laughs> like that, Cause you don't get punched in the yeah. face when you're yeah. a wrestler, but yeah. you know, you go to UFC, start doing this mixed martial arts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you get punched in the face. Yeah. Like, is that, I like, really want to up the ante. Like, yeah. Like, this isn't enough for me. I'm ready to go get punched. And like, what yeah. was it like the first time you got punched in the face? Do you think, well, okay, this is good. I, yeah. I can take this. Or yeah. like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the wrestling room, it gets, it gets intense to where, you know, we used to, we used to get into it, you know, <laughs> and um, so the first time I ever got punched in the face, I mean, you know, probably when I was a kid or, you know, like. So it wasn't the first time. School. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't the you, first time. <laughs> <punched before. laughs> but, um, uh, 
yeah, just the competition, right? Once I once I stopped competing and and I didn't really reach all my goals, you know, in college and and uh, Olympic wise, um, you know, it was just it was coming up and and it was a way to compete which i love that you know i'm goal oriented mm. as far as like having a goal working towards that goal accomplishing the goal and then uh okay what's next <laughs> so did so, you start doing that before the tv show came about or yeah. or did the tv show get you into it so um yeah, I was training. You got to train for you got to make the TV a while. Yeah, and then um, I'm pretty sure I had one amateur fight. You know, and that that was a little bit different, right? The first time you get punched in a ring with a crowd, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. whoa! All right, they're cheering. <laughs> they're cheering. They got cheering for my pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is a little different. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun, but. Uh, yeah, I had an amateur f- uh, fight up in Oregon against a guy named Evan Dunham. He ended up being in the UFC for a long time. And then uh, a pro fight in Iowa. Like, it was like a little bar. <laughs> <laughs> They're spilling beer as you're walking out to the oh cage, <laughs> you know. And then um, I had another pro fight in Las Vegas. And then uh, try out for the TV sh- uh, show kind of happened and jumped on that. And yeah, it was good. So forgive me if I get any of this wrong, but there are, diff- there are lots of different ways you can go into be a, a, a fight as far as the style of fighting, yeah. right? Yeah. Like there are the guys you said who do the jujitsu stuff. There's like yep. the, the more traditional boxer types, I'm guessing. But you're you are a wrestler. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you figure out like? what your style is going to be, how that yeah. matches up against other, like other people who do completely different things. Yeah. Well, did obviously you thought I'm a wrestler, so yeah. I'm going to be more of a wrestler type, but how did that go? Yeah. So, um, probably the best sport to start with, to have the base with is wrestling. You know, a lot of champs were wrestlers, a lot of, uh, really good, really good guys started in, um, you know, just wrestling but it it just like it teaches us how to work hard you know we compete all the time we cut weight it's basically like we're in the UFC but we're not we're not punching um uh so it's really easy for us to get into another sport like boxing kickboxing jujitsu and really put the work in and uh kind of understand how to do it and and um yeah did you try other other styles or a bunch of different styles to see what you like best, or like how did you figure out what you were going to be? Yeah, like how are you going to throw your punches? Like, yeah. well, how am I going to do this? I got into a boxing gym and just yeah. got beat up. You know, <laughs> got beat up for a long time, and and really tried to hone my craft. Watched a ton of boxing fights. Watch kickboxing. Watch, um, you know, but. You can watch it, but then you got to get in there and train and and learn and and travel around to learn off whoever else and and just just try to immerse yourself into what you're trying to learn. Who do you want to fight? Do you want to fight another wrestler? Do you want to like take on a guy who's kind of like known as a kickboxing guy? Like what's or and also who do you not want to fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kickboxing guys are pretty easy. Wrestling, you can. (laughs) 
I've always said yeah. that. No, I've always thought, yeah. Give me a kickboxing guy anything. Yeah. I'll take him. Yeah, you can you can um being a wrestler, you get to choose like where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want it to the ground, if he's a good kickboxing guy or whatever, you can take it to the ground. If you can you know, if he's good at jujitsu and you wanna keep it up and he can't take you down, then it doesn't go down. How much does or did cutting weight and like not eating affect yeah. you? Like, were you like yeah. totally like cool with that? Yeah. Because that sounds awful to me. <laughs> like, I need to have a snack. Yeah, I have yeah. all day, every I day. I also was yeah. going to ask something about that. Yeah. So on top of that, um, do you just have to make weight for when you weigh in and then it doesn't matter? Or yeah. does it have to stay until you are actually in the match? No, you have to weigh in and then you can... Um, some states you got to keep within 10 pounds or whatever. Okay. Um, there's a couple different rules, but yeah, you make weight, jump on the scale and then get rehydrated and, and, uh, eat. So what were you asking? How do you do it? Or just like, how did you do with that? Because I think I would struggle immensely. (laughs) You were such an asshole. Also set the scene. Like what do you, what do you weigh walking around and what's your, what was your fighting weight? Like how much weight were you regularly cutting? Yeah. So in high school and even in like even smaller, you know, sixth grade, you know, we were cutting weight and it was terrible. You're not eating. And, and, uh, but as you get older, and just all the information out now, I mean, it's it's definitely not as hard as it was way back then. Um, you know, as I'm in training camp, you know, I'm eating to have the energy, to burn the calories, to work hard. And then, um, but the last mm, 12 hours, you know, are pretty tough just because it's all water weight. You know, you're already pretty low body fat and you're just pulling out the water like 12 pounds and uh if i made weight on um on like 10 a.m on a friday thursday night would be um you know or thursday i'd probably wake up you know 15 to 18 pounds over you know and then um get a little bit of a workout in and then in the evening time, just just concentrating on pulling the water. You can drop 15 pounds in a day? Yeah. Really? Why didn't just I water. know that? That's insane. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's but crazy. But you put it right back on, though. It's all water? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so by the time that? evening time would come, you know, it'd be like 10 to 12 pounds. And then, uh, um, you know, I'd do like a little treadmill with plastic, sauna, you know, even that sounds terrible. Bath and then <laughs> but it's not really you can't go intense. You're just trying yeah. to keep the you know, trying to keep your heart rate up just to get the water out of you. And then uh usually the morning of I'd probably get up like four to five pounds over and then just burn that in like half hour to an hour and then jump on the scale hydrate back up and then you're just super thirsty Mm, yeah i mean of course (laughs) go straight for an iv after you make weight yeah Yeah. no there was a lot of people that did that you know i wrestled when i was i wrestled when i was in fourth grade that was the extent of my wrestling i wrestled when i was nine so i mean i can i can relate a little bit how this all works but i can remember the only like i think the first tournament like saturday morning tournament i had to go do 
Yeah. I remember my mom driving me early morning. I I had never weighed in, but I didn't know yeah. I had to weigh in. I was nine. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I go in, I, I weighed more than I was supposed to. And the, my coach like, what did you do? I'm like, well, we got McDonald's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just funny. had an egg McMuffin. Yeah. <laughs> was, was, I not, was I not supposed yeah. to do that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Yeah, and then I got out of college, and I was like, all right, I'm done cutting weight. And I was lifting weights in the gym and just eating whatever I wanted. And and uh, but then I got into the sport, you know. So how much of the, the drama and the craziness that is around the weigh-ins, like the, those are the made-for-TV moments. Like, like yeah. it's next to the fight. Like everyone like wants to see the weigh-in. Like the, the, the yeah. guys are up in their faces. And how much is that is like – is that all just – impromptu like here we go or you gonna you map this out i'm gonna yell at you i'm gonna throw you over the table and what are we gonna do how how much that no, is? i mean i mean that we're we're really getting in there and we're we're trying to cause harm to each other <laughs> so i mean you gotta yeah you, you know, hate the like, dude you're fighting yeah, for sure yeah you know i wasn't really big on that and back in my day Back in my day, <laughs> you're not that old. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, when it was, it, when kind of when I was around, it, it it was a little bit more mellow. There was a couple guys who 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 really did that that um, you know kind of put it out there more and and uh, you know a little bit of acting, but hmm. but more so just to get their name out there. And then Conor McGregor came around, and he was he was a big deal, and and now, and he's gotten paid very very well, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and I see the trend going more towards that, you know, trying to make that that big appearance, and and you know, social media, mm-hmm. you know, you're able to get out there more, and uh, yeah. So how did the TV show come about? The reality TV, The Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. Spike TV, right? I just I yeah. re- realized that it's, they're kicking out their 29th season. I yeah. didn't realize it had been on that either. long. Wow. I don't even watch it. You know? <laughs> did yeah. you watch yourself? Or were you like, I never watched Because you were like that. on season what? Five? five. Season five. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go to a bar to watch it, like like when it aired, mm. just to do an appearance. And, okay, and, yeah. And, um, how did but that? Yeah. How did that come about? Did you set out to try out to be on the show, or did someone see you training and fighting and say, "Hey, we'd like to get you on the show"? Oh, you know what, Rashad Evans. He went to Michigan State. He was my teammate. He was on season two. Okay. You know, and then he was like, "Man, get on there!" And uh, season five rolled around to where it was my weight class, and and uh, yeah. So did you have to? Out. Did you have to try? You try it out for yeah, it? Yeah, you try out and and. Uh, you know, you talk to the producers and mm. whatever. How was that? So you're training, right? You're going through the whole process. You're training with what? 15 other guys? 15 yeah. other guys? Yeah. Are you living together? Yeah. Forgive me. I didn't, I'm not a, I'm not, no I phones, haven't watched the show a ton. No books. You just train and live together. Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you know any of the guys before you got in there? Um, I knew of them. There was a couple who I knew, but, um, yeah, it's it's a reality TV show, but reality TV shows are like anything but reality. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of created to have that drama and uh, locking people in a house and giving them alcohol or whatever <laughs> they want. You know, it's it uh, sounds like a recipe. A recipe yeah. You know, and it was it was just a really nice jail. You know, <laughs> and that, that's kind of what I played by. You know. Just How long did like it go? Prison rules, right? How long Don't was touch this? me or my food. Right. And yeah. We're good. 
How long did yeah. it go? How long? I mean, how was the long? We was were the on. Season? We were on for like, I think six to eight weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're. I mean, it's legit. I mean, it's serious because you're trying to win. Yeah. And there's a physical component about training and getting stronger and getting better. Yeah. But then the whole thing is a TV. Yeah. Drama. It's not like your coaches. You know, it's just not really your training time or whatever. Just not your comforts. Um, to where, yeah, you get thrown in the mix, and it's just like, all right, let's check who wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when did you stop professionally fighting? 2018. Okay. Do you yeah. miss it, or were you ready to be done? Um, you know, I did a uh, a jujitsu match, like a grappling match, um, in July this past July. You know, and I was gonna probably do more of those. You know, okay. So fun. you do miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> I definitely like the competition, right? Yeah. The, the, um, you know, goals, but going out there alone and doing what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, getting punched and, and just going through all that, you know, it was so fun. It was great. <laughs> I probably still would do it, but like, there's a lot of other stuff that comes along with it, right? The contracts and the, you know, just the business part of it that's, yeah. that's kind of a little, a little annoying. So <laughs> how'd you go from that to being like, you know what, I'll go back to the Lansing area and I'll open a gym? Yeah, I mean, once once COVID happened and my career was kind of done, um, my dad passed away 2020 and we lived right by them in uh, Vegas. Uh, we were probably about a half mile away. you know. And my mom and my dad had horses and, and we tried mm-hmm. to help out as you know, just kind of being around and, and, um, and then once, uh, once COVID kind of happened and, and whatnot, um, we wanted to get everybody back together and, and yeah, we moved out here and you said your sister, you told me before yeah, your sister was out here already, yeah, right? My sister met my best friend in, in, in college and moved out here probably 2004 ish, 2005. And then, um, then we came out here. Did you come out here with the plan of I'm going to move there and open a training gym? Not really. No. Didn't really have a plan. I was just like, okay. let's get everybody together and <laughs> see what happens. See what let's happens. Go to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did the gym how was the gym born? Um Yeah, we got my mom out here and and then um we were talking about, you know, possibly opening up something and then one of the people that Jess met uh, he told us there was a there was a space opened up with like a smoothie bar or whatever mm-hmm. as well and a gym and uh, we went to look at it and it was like yeah let's try it <laughs> so are you yeah. liking it are you liking yeah. being a gym owner oh, and of course doing all yeah. that mm-hmm. it's fun training and and training you know it's cool to watch other people reach their goals right it's it's uh, it's really you know, it's rewarding in that aspect. You know, I've cornered people who've won world championships and, and um, you know, been in some crazy fights. And that's cool. But it's also cool to watch people, like, hit their goals of weight or whatever it is that their goals are, you know. And, um, yeah. So the people who come to your gym, I'm curious. Yeah. 
are they looking to go get punched in the face or punch people in the face or are they looking to use yeah. the the kind of training stuff that you're to get in better physical condition yeah. or or they're just it's just a cool new thing to learn like what yeah. are that you training fighters who are going out on weekends and looking for mm-hmm. matches to go to do or there's a small handful of guys at my gym that that want to compete and did an amateur fight and you know it's just kind of more of a bucket list you know type deal to get mm-hmm. out there and compete um there is a really good pro team here in uh lansing it's called uh Murcielago, and a couple ufc guys are there mm-hmm. you know and i work with them a little bit too like on my off times you know um a couple guys will will come in during you know day times and we'll kind of work out details but the majority of the people are just trying to keep active you know trying to get in in shape lose weight whatever that is learn the sport you know i really feel like combat combat whether it's jujitsu wrestling kickboxing i mean it, it it's really in everybody's you know dna i mean two cavemen probably got at it <laughs> got tired and was like oh what was that like <laughs> I, I got tired off that like other than running i mean yeah. that was the first like way to train mm-hmm. and um you know it's really it's really addicting once you start getting into it whether it's striking or jujitsu you you there's always room to grow you know and there and it's really humbling too you get in there and and you think you're good or you've come a long way and then you know a better guy's there and Mm -hmm. and he taps you out or whatever it is but um you know it's 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 definitely a never-ending journey and you know like i'm still learning and growing and traveling to different places to get new ideas to get new training and and uh yeah so what do your days look like? Are you just leading like classes all day? Like we're doing a jujitsu class yeah, now and yeah, now it's, yeah. then it's like a striking class. Like, um, we have striking days and jujitsu days. Uh, Monday, Wednesdays are striking days. Tuesdays, Thursdays are jujitsu days and we have kids classes and, and, um, yeah, we got good coaches. We just got one of our coaches, his brown belt. He was in Florida or we would, uh, we took him down to Florida you know, when he got his brown belt, which is a big deal, that's that's one more belt, and he gets a black belt, you know. And um, he trained down there a long time, and, and we talked to his old coach, and, and he's like, yeah, man, he's, he's definitely ready for his brown belt. Hmm. And so we took him down to Florida, and then one of my other striking coaches took him out to Colorado to go train at a really good gym, and, and um, yeah in in vegas or you go to la or you go to new york or even florida a lot of places there's like a jiu-jitsu school on every corner there's smoothie bar on every corner and and it was like all right well why don't we bring both here you know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah how's it work um training people that look like you so you got like a class of people and they all come in with like different skill levels and different goals like how yeah. do you deal with like the guy that's like i'm trying to be good at fighting to go do this like professionally yeah and you got some guy who's like i'm just trying to be fit and yeah i don't know anything yeah. like or are there also women that, that yes mm-hmm. yeah 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 we okay. got a good women's class and and uh you know mix in with a couple guys but um you know it's not like an intro class but 
but we know how to like introduce people to the sport and bring them along with the other people while still giving everybody else a good workout you okay. know and and um so what would happen if i walked in i don't yeah. know anything yeah. let's, do, I wanna, let's do that Joe's going to do i want to do this i want to come do jujitsu yeah. and i've never done it. it yeah so who am i sparring with yeah am i sparring well, with you because you know how to like not kill me but yeah, yeah like yeah. how's that how's that work well we wouldn't <laughs> spar with you like right off the okay. bat right we would um we would we would take you through a couple moves and 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 kind of ease you into it. And and everybody knows I wanted a welcoming gym. Mm-hmm. You know I really um, I really advocate that. You know check your ego at the door. And um, when new people come in, you know I let everybody know. You know um, and everybody wants to teach what they've already learned, right? Because that's the process of you know combat sports is is. Um, is being able to share your knowledge and and to pass it on and uh you know the more people you get in and and you know everybody's growing together and and um you know down the road like yeah it might be a couple weeks and then you start light sparring with a couple people and and uh yeah it's just easing it in until you feel comfortable because we really advocate that is like hey you got to talk to the coach check where you're at and and you know if you need an easier day today then you know it's up to you is that um like mood and culture that you're trying to set where it's like we're all here trying to learn and get better and this isn't like yeah trying to be like i'm the top like do you have to like yeah i don't know how to word what i'm trying to say but have you had to put people in check because i feel like and maybe a lot of (laughs) gyms like that's not the culture. They're coming in, yeah, they're coming yeah. in working they the bus people up. And- I mean, I don't really have to pull the reins too much because I advocate that every day. Okay. L- look, everybody's got to go to work tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to go to sleep without, you know, a knee injury. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like a day-to-day process because peop- there are people that do want to want to push themselves, but you have to... You have to get matched up with the right guy who wants to push too, mm-hmm. you know. And and um, you know, I'm a big. I keep telling people, hey, tell the partner what percentage do you want to go? Like, how hard do you want to go? And and uh, yeah, but if a person just came in didn't know anything, it's 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 going to be a couple weeks of just technical drilling and and um, you know, getting the warm ups down and and yeah. Mm. Just easing into it. How often do people usually come in, like when they're just getting started? When they're just getting started? Yeah. Um, we have jujitsu. So a jujitsu practice would be two technical days a week, and then on Saturday we kind of have an open roll to where it's just coming in and rolling. Oh, cool. There you go, Nikki. <laughs> That's doable. So yeah, I how do long? It. How long have you? How long has the gym been open? Um, about a year. Do you love this? Is this like what you wanted to be? And yeah, like of you're course. you're like, man, I'm glad I figured this out and found this. Like, is yeah. this this is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm always um, like, yeah, I'm kind of addicted to being busy, you know. And 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 um, the gym fills up a big part of it, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something that when you start when you're three years old in combat sports and do it until you're 38 uh 
39, you know, and then retire, it's like, I got to be around it still. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. Is, it, is there a fraternity of the UFC fighters, the guys that you fought? Like, do you stay in touch with people you fight or was it like just a... <clears throat> One and done, like, see you later, hope I never see you again. Yeah, I mean, if we if we see each other around, yeah, yeah, we'll talk, kind of check up with each other, but no, I don't really keep in touch with him. <laughs> Rashad, he was my college teammate, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, we keep in touch every now and again. Do you have any kids, and if you do, do they wrestle? Yeah, I got two kids. I got a eleven year old daughter and a six year old son. Okay. You know, and and uh, both of them do jujitsu classes. Yeah, two different ones. And um, you know, jujitsu, like as a kid, striking. Um, you know, what I'm big on is my my kid, my son's class. He's six years old. It's more gymnastics, climbing rope, right? Learning, teaching them how to move their body right and then uh jujitsu wrestling i mean you have to have complete control of your body to do those sports Mm -hmm. you know and that applies to other sports whether it's football basketball um yeah we used to have a lot of nfl guys come train with us a lot of nba guys um but yeah like the greatest sports to do when they're little little is is uh what what I feel is, um, you know, gymnastics type stuff. And that's kind of how we structure the little kids class. And then, you know, I'm a big advocate of rock climbing. You know, both my kids mm-hmm. rock climb and we're going ice climbing up in the UP next week. Oh, cool. Yeah, my that's daughter awesome. got a scholarship to go up there. And cool. Yeah. We climb ice waterfalls. That takes crazy. Wow. That takes crazy strength. Yeah. Yeah. Is there ice up there right now? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of the there's a couple of the routes closed, okay. but uh, yeah, for the most part, there's some good cool, there's some good climbing. Awesome. I did not know that was a thing. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you can you can climb some big mountains. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I appreciate you so much yeah. coming yeah. by. This yeah, I appreciate is, I think you having we all, me. I think we all learned. I learned a, a lot. Things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I came in knowing nothing. Same. So on, so, so on Saturday, when, when Carly that. rolls in, looking to yeah. roll, yeah. as they say, so you'll, be, you'll, yeah. you'll know yeah. who she is. That's yeah. gonna be me. We'll teach her. There you go, Let's Gray go. Maynard. Thanks so much for being on the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Good to meet you. Yeah, uh, I'll see you when I stop by to get a smoothie. There you go. Um, yeah. I probably won't be stopping by to do any of the the punching stuff. Smoothies. I mean, I'm down for the smoothies. Do you happen to have a photo of you? Wrestling from wrestling when I was fourth grade, I would love to see that. I think there's got to be a yearbook picture of me from the from the, the wrestling <laughs> a little team. Single yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was, I think yeah. you should try to track that <laughs> down. Put 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 yeah, put ten year olds in the most embarrassing outfit ever, and then take a picture. Of this. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll be right back. So ask him again. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joe, you're super into this. Are you gonna actually go do it? No, I'm too big of a wuss. I, uh, okay. I, I just, you're I do strong. think strong. You work out. You could, yeah, but you could I, hold your own. Do you um, go in ice baths every morning? I don't know. He's I, juiced up. <laughs> I just, I, so I have, um, I have friends that do like K1 
cage fighting, jujitsu stuff. Like that's like their thing. And I had a, Ooh, one of my wild. college roommates, and oh. um, he kind of got a couple of other people into it. And um, so I've, I've been around people that do it and love it, and um, really talk it up. But I just don't think I have the temperament to like go do it, enjoy it, because I think a lot of people are like, it's such a great workout and like the camaraderie and all that stuff. I just can't imagine practicing fighting with someone and not getting angry, angry and pissed, and like having it like ruin my day. And that's I just don't fair. think it'd be a. Well, you get it out in the match, right? I think I. That's the point. I think I'd leave with it. I don't know. It's one thing to like to go. I, I can see what you're saying. Like it's one thing to go with your buddies and play basketball. Like if you have a yeah. bad day shooting threes, okay. <laughs> but if you have a bad day when you're doing fighting, like yeah. you could. I think really some hurt. people really love it though, like as yeah. a therapeutic kind of like I go get it out on the mat and it's a great workout and like we're that. great buddies and I just don't think I'm wired to feel that way about it. But I think it'd be cool to know and I think jujitsu would be like a very like practical good skill to have. Like it'd be nice to like <laughs> as you go like walk the lunch down. Yeah, I mean yeah. Like, like just just to not get my ass like know that Does I could that be in a situation a where like Self-defense. I'm not gonna get my ass kicked. Are you I'll that afraid are you that afraid of Nikki? <laughs> I know, I was like, gonna say like the I... only person who's a threat to you is Nick. Like, she's can I going... be his sparring partner? Because that would be great. Don't you I mean maybe I'm the only person who do, does this, but I feel like I walk around and I think about that kind of stuff all the time. Like I'm like, what like is someone the situation? Jumping you from behind Just a... Kind of kinda. Of. I think um <laughs> Probably every woman also does yeah. that. All too. women think I that think way. women do that all the time. Yeah. I think it's always sort of like I'm sort of mindful. I wonder of that. if he teaches like self defense class. Because well, yeah. I would like to do that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I was assuming it would be, really. Yeah. When would I use it otherwise? Mm-hmm. But I think jujitsu is like the ultimate self defense, like fighting thing. Yeah, because I think you can you can be like a 12 year old and you can take down you if you're like good at it, I think. And then. <laughs> you can do it safely and in a way that's like okay like I've neutralized whatever this situation and threat was so well, I feel like you'd be like the coolest second grader in the in, yeah. in like so and you oh, said it's yeah. a six year old like I, you walk into the second grade class knowing I can take any of these people yeah. at any moment I think it's really like technical and there's a lot to it like it's a lot of it's like using the other person's strength and body weight and like there's there's hmm. an art and a science to it I think it's it's cool. Did we talk about where his gym's located and what it's called and everything? Well, it's yeah, it's called Prime Combat. It's over on the west side. It's across the street from the Lansing Mall. Awesome, right over there. Just making sure we got that blend. Blend it's connected. Yeah, and blend. Mm. Jess, his wife Jess, has the smoothie uh, cafe that's next door. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. It was funny. I didn't mention. That. Well, was, at least go to blend. Yeah, no, I've, I go <laughs> to blend often, and I was talking to her and then about this and. I asked when the last time, uh, I didn't mention this when he was here, obviously, but the last time he fought, and she goes, yeah, he doesn't do it anymore. And then she goes, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she's she's well, happy he's he's not I can imagine. I was kind of doing, doing the math. I was like, so he was still fighting when his daughter was born. Yeah. He's hard. only been out of her for five, six years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, also, I wanted to, over on the west side, in a quick second. So um, got a text last week, week before from a- Are you taking this to Zapzone? What? <laughs> it's in the it's in the it's in the building where Zapzone is across the street. Okay. Tim, team. No, no, no. We could, we could, I've but because I, I think this place. But no, a regular listener sent me a photo from an antique store. Oh. Of, did people see this? this? Our someone 
one of our 112 <laughs> guests on this podcast who has one of the, the mugs, one of our signature mugs, uh-huh. gave it to an antique store. Did we post this on social? Whoever someone someone put it on Twitter. Okay, good. It's like right there on the top shelf of like this huge thing rack of, of mugs. I'm pretty disappointing. I, it, I'd love like, to know who did it. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. It could be. I, Sounds I was, like we need cooler swag because so people are disrespecting. <laughs> people are using it. I had a long list of, of people who I thought, yeah, I could, I could totally see that. Yeah, top three. Top three? Huh. Who, who do you think it would be our top three who would give up the mug? I don't know. Well, actually, one person, I one person who's been on the podcast, switched jobs, and took the job of someone who had been on the podcast. Oh! And she arrived in her office and found the cold oatmeal mugs left on the <gasps> shelf. Wow! So That's people left thing. and right are not appreciating. Right. I don't our mugs, think is what I'm yeah, I, the mugs doing it. Anyway, well, hopefully Gray will like Gray liked the mug. He said thanks. They all appear to like it when they're here. <laughs> Six-year-old, it's perfect. He's like, I just saw this at an antique store. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, if you want a set, visit it's your a, local, <laughs> your local antique part, store. Yeah. Check funny, around. The funny thing it's is, been donated. The name of the store is called Free Cheap Antique. I'm like, is which which one is it? Is it is, What's the it, definition is it free? of antique? Is it cheap or is it antique? Yeah. I mean, if it was a season one, season two, that would be antique. That could be like collector's item kind yeah. of stuff. You don't. Well, know they're all the same. They're all free. We've given we, them all away. For we've free. had to. We uh, there's probably a way because we did have to do a second order. Oh. Dang. We had to get a second order of, of of mugs, a second fifty. So maybe it's in that first. So maybe next time we'll have to get like, I don't know, bowls. To put your oatmeal yeah. in. Something will maybe change up the um, design on it a little bit so we know which season gets passed down. There you go. Yeah, then we can narrow down who did it. We keep talking about this like there are going to be m- way more seasons. <clears throat> <laughs> well, you keep. As if we're not losing steam <laughs> every day. Like you're not going to have more seasons and then look at us. I know. And then you get in here and it's fun. You get to talk to people like Greg. <laughs> and I was like, let's keep doing it. So. Anyway, um, Gray Maynard was our guest. He was a former. UFC fighter, uh, reality TV star. Now he owns a gym over on the west side of Lansing called Prime Combat. It was cool to... I think Joe's ready. I think he's, I think he's ready. He's going to go sign up for class. Mm-hmm. Prime for combat. You got to protect you yourself, gotta, Joe, you walk ac- You walk across Capitol <laughs> Avenue every day from the parking garage to the office. You should be protected. That is suspect safe. sometimes, I will say. You should, you should feel safe. The other thing, I hate doing... And I think you relate to this. I don't like doing anything that I'm bad at. Like, oh, I don't... Yeah. Like how do I don't know how you know you're gonna be bad at it. I don't know that I'm not. Is the whole point. Like I'm a I'm a complete novice. Don't know anything, and I hate that feeling in those situations. And you got to do it publicly in front of other people. It's like, this is oh, why I can't have a hobby. My yeah, you my, just my, never my wife can't have a hobby. <laughs> my wife talks to me about picking a hobby, and I'm like, well, I I do the things I'm, I'm fairly good at now, but I I don't want to go do something I'm not good at. And I think I can do things that I'm not good at as long as I can do it privately. Okay. But it's yeah, like <laughs> maybe you need to, to start with like one-on-one training. I need to I do. I, I need to go to find a, a dojo that like Kramer went to where I can <laughs> beat up on some twelve-year-olds. I assume everybody sucks when they start. You don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I don't want to. Well, this Whatever. could be the hard seventy-five, right? Or what is it? The hard what? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Maybe for you, it could be you got to learn jujitsu. We still haven't done one of your two workouts a day. Could be yeah. jujitsu, but two you have to do workouts it workouts a day. You have to do it outside. Right? It's the rule. You got to do it outside. Oh. One of them has to be outside. Yes, for the hard seven and a half. Yeah. 
Okay. Or medium seven and whatever. <laughs> none of that. None soft of that's ever the soft, <laughs> the cushiony seven and a half. Okay, anyway, okay. Well, for Nikki, Steph, Carly, and Joe, thanks so much for Gray uh, to stop by for him stopping by. This has been Matt, Rest Strategies team, and this has been the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. We will talk to you next time. Yeah.